Hello, this is Jane. And this is Janaya. And so, this is part three of our <laughs> unintentional series on the Talmud, rabbinical Judaism, and conversion to Judaism for believers in Messiah Yeshua. So, on the last last part, on part two, we kind of got into... Uh, you know, well, if someone is baptized, as it is defined by Western, you know, theology and, 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 and the church, you know, if somebody's baptized, you know, and they believe in Yeshua, does that make them Jewish? Well, the answer is no, <laughs> and there is a reason. But before we get into that, we're going to kind of backtrack and go over some points that were missed. So, number one, some say that Yeshua came <laughs> to make disciples, not converts. That's lovely and flowery language, but it is a contradictory statement because a disciple is actually a person who was uh, who imitated their their rabbi in every single way, you know, down to their dress. You know, they, they actually made their rabbi's observance their own. So however your rabbi, you know, observed the Torah, however your rabbi um, lived his life you would alter your life to become just like them. <laughs> so, you know, this command that we alter read about, yeah, you would, you would like totally, <laughs> you know, change everything to be just like them. And so this command that we read about in Matthew 28, 19, you know, to, to go and make disciples, Yeshua was saying, go make people just like me. You know, I mean, and we have to remember that Yeshua lived a life as an observant Jewish rabbi. And he said, go make people just like me. Now, we, we've heard this preached by teachers and preachers that we need to be made into the image of Jesus, made into the image of Yeshua, made into the image of Messiah. We no longer are ourselves. We're becoming more like the Christ, more into his image. So even more so is this type of teaching and is this understanding connected to conversion to no longer being who you were born as but being born again to become who you are in the Lord and I, I, I made a statement uh, towards the end of the last podcast we recorded and I said it changes your whole family history I want to at least explain in an appropriate way, uh, physically, in the natural sense, my mom and my dad, they are who they are. Your mom and your dad, they are who they are. Physically, in, in that natural sense. It, it doesn't change your DNA, who you are. You were born the son of Tom, or whatever the case may be. Tom is your dad. Sure enough. However, if Tom does not follow Yeshua the Messiah, and Tom keeps a different set of holidays, and a different set of customs and a different set of practices and behaviors. And you come to follow the Jewish Messiah. And now you're keeping the holidays of the Jewish Messiah, the feasts and the festivals of the Jewish Messiah. Then you have accepted the history of the Jewish Messiah. Because when you, you accept the gospel, you accept the good news, you accept the faith that is in front of you today. You accept the history of the faith that got it in front of you today. The history of the faith of the Jewish people, the history of the faith of Judaism, the history of the faith of Messiah Yeshua 
is what it took to get that faith to you today. That mm-hmm. is your history. Right. And that's why that's why those people who are com- converted are called children of Abraham because Abraham now becomes your father because you were grafted into the root of Abraham. But going back to disciples for a moment, um, and that and the fact that, you know, the, the statement that Yeshua came to make disciples and not converts is contradictory. The reason why is because, you know, not only did a disciple emulate in every way his 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 rabbi, but the point of becoming a disciple, the point of discipleship was the transmission of Torah for the sake of observance. The transmission of Torah for the sake of observance. There's there's no other reason to make a disciple except to pass it pass the Torah on to the next generation. Right. And if you're a Gentile, disciple and convert may as well be synonyms. Right. If you're a Gentile. If you're because, a Gentile. Because what is the point of passing on Torah to a Gentile to tell him to not keep it? Remember, Yeshua commanded his disciples. He said, teach all the nations the Torah. Basically, he said, go make disciples of all the nations, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded of you. So he said, go transmit what what you have learned from me to these Gentiles, to these other nations and teach them to observe, teach them to obey. I mean, he called it right there. He said, he, he sent them to transmit Torah. Now, why would he Why would he set them up for failure by going to teach them to Torah when, they, when you know that if you hear it and you don't obey it, then now you're in trouble? <laughs> that's, not, that's not who we serve. That, that's not the Messiah's heart. He sent, he sent the Torah to you to save you, not to condemn you. So if if you're if you're Jewish too, so remembering the conversation with Nicodemus, right? If you're Jewish, why do you need to be baptized? You're already Jewish. You don't need to come. Ah, there's you don't a need to complete the process of baptism. So, uh, understanding what the process does for Jew and what the process does for Gentile helps us understand conversion, teshuva, repentance. Helps us understand the purpose of the mission of John the Baptist before the Messiah or John the Immerser. Right. Uh, it, it helps us, Yochanan yeah. the Immerser, excuse me. It helps us understand why it was necessary for, on the day of Pentecost, Shavuot, for 3,000 added to the faith, Jews, 3,000 Jews right. that come to Jerusalem to celebrate the festival of why Shavuot, they to which is... Shavuot is a festival celebrating the giving of Torah. Coming to celebrate <laughs> a festival where the giving of Torah, Mount Sinai, is what they're celebrating. Coming to celebrate that moment. Why did all these Jews need to be baptized? Immersed. Mikvah. Why did they need to go into the mikvah? Why did they need to be immersed? And I'm talking about the part in Acts when Peter stands up. 238. And, and he says, and he says, you know, hey, you gotta be, which, what you're yeah. seeing and what you're witnessing, repent, be immersed, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, for the remission of your sins. Mm-hmm. And then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So going back on that point to uh, to the conversation with Nicodemus, and it says, 
And, I, and I'm saying his name in the English way because I'm afraid I'm just not going to say it right in Hebrew, honestly. But it says, so he continues, after Yeshua said, you know, yes, indeed, I tell you that unless a person is born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Um, what is born of flesh is flesh and what is born of spirit is spirit. Stop being amazed at me telling at my telling you that you must be get born again from above. So. He says, unless you are born again, so you need to be born of the water, which would be the mikvah and the spirit. Well, what if you're already Jewish? Well, he's saying you still need to be mikvah. And the Rambam rules that immersion in a mikvah itself is not an obligation. What is a Rambam? Who is Rambam? <laughs> he's, he, he is a very, very um, highly revered rabbi. But he So he ruled that immersion in a mikvah it itself is not an obligation. Rather, one who wants to be purified has a mitzvah to immerse in a mikvah. A commentary on the mikvah says that even though one does not, one doesn't have to immerse in a mikvah. One who is pious, who has truly accepted the yoke of heaven, will immerse. The mikvah purifies in two ways. Just as the water washes away stains on clothing, so too the waters of the mikvah wash away spiritual stains. Before the world was created, it was submerged in water. The same is true of a child in the womb. When a person enters the mikvah, they enter a state of the world yet unborn. When they emerge, they experience a rebirth, rising from the waters as a pure, well, water, rising from the waters as pure as a newborn baby. So the person who's already Jewish goes in the water because, as 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 the Rambam said, one who is truly pious and has accepted the yoke of heaven so one who's making teshuva and saying you know what uh, or one who is who is committing to torah in a greater way or one who's just found the messiah and is saying i'm committing to this and yes you know i know he's the mashiach and i and i am saying yes to this i'm committing to torah and i'm committing to following the mashiach goes and immerses because just as the water washes away stains on clothing so too the waters of the mikvah wash away spiritual stains yeah, so <clears throat> with with that being the case, the pious, the righteous, in Hebrew, the 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 zodic the zodic yeah. <laughs> is what it says in Hebrew. Zodic is a term for one that is righteous or one that is pious. It, here here is the point. Here is the point. We already discussed that righteousness is conveyed by our demonstration of faith. And so that is the point. A Jew would, as a demonstration of faith, perform ritual washings, whether it's ritual hand washing, ritual foot washing, which Yeshua demonstrated at the uh, Passover Seder with his disciples when he washed their feet, for example, and also other laws of family purity and other requirements of purity involve Jews entering mikvah. Men would need to enter mikvah for cleansing rituals. Women would need to enter mikvah for cleansing rituals. But also in this way, why would Yochanan go out and say, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he's leading all of these Jewish people. They're already Jewish. They've been raised in Jewish homes. So they should have been taught Torah. 
But even then, as it is now, not everybody that grew up in synagogue, not everybody that grew up in church, ex fully accepted the faith for themselves. Right, right? right. Not everybody fully committed themselves to God to obey and to follow. So, yes, I was in Shabbat school. I was in Sunday school. I learned all the lessons in Torah. I learned to obey the Lord, to love I the speak Lord. Hebrew. But I never fully accepted it myself as my own personal choice, my own personal faith, my own personal obligation. This is not a New Testament thing. Once again, this is something that Jews had to do also. When you came to an appropriate age to be responsible, you needed to make the choice for yourself to be responsible for keeping Torah for yourself. No longer just obeying mommy and daddy, but making the choice for yourself to obey God. Right. And one way to demonstrate the, an acceptance of this would be the immersion process, even right. for a Jew. And so all the more so when Rabbi Yeshua is teaching and preaching that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, come on and follow me, people would immerse into this moment, not just into this movement, as some would like to say. Well, they, yeah. they, they weren't, he was a rabbi. They were already Jews. So they weren't coming to Judaism brand new. But they were renewing their commitment. But, yeah, Yochanan was immersing them in in preparation for the for you know the coming of the Mashiach. So you know they they were immersing you know because well, because that that's because the kingdom was at hand is what Yochanan was. We have to remember that we have to renew our commitment right as a renewal. Yeah, to God constantly. <laughs> right. This is something that we have to do. Adonai is faithful. God is faithful to us and he's faithful to his covenant. But we need to renew ourselves to his covenant. This is why the Jews must celebrate the feast, celebrate the festivals. Why do you celebrate the Passover? To remember I saved you from Mitzrayim, that I brought you out of Egypt. To remember also the commitment you made at Sinai. Why do yeah. you celebrate Shavuot? To remember that you gave us Torah and we said we will hear and we will do we will receive the Torah and we will obey the Torah. And so you commit a Jew lives a life of daily remembering the creation and daily recommitting and yeah. daily an, recommitting. An observant, an observant Jew is mm -hmm. daily recommitting. Yes. Mm -hmm. so, so this is not an unusual process for a Jew to go through. So the statement that conversion was done away with around the first century, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense because if that's true, then the words of Yeshua, uh, him saying you must be born again those words would have to be thrown away because he said born of the water and of the spirit. And of the spirit. So to, to, and to redefine those words, frankly, is making a new religion. And, and that's just the truth. If you redefine those words and you take them out of their Jewish context and you make them into something else, that is in and of itself creating a new religion because it is not based in the religion that Yeshua lived in, practiced and taught. Right. So, so for the Jew, what Janae just read, was when they go into the mikvah and they come out from the immersion in the mikvah, they're like a new baby. That's right. So even a Jew can be made new in his faith. He can he gets a clean slate without or not. Right. That's what we're saying. Right. And we, we believe that in Western theologies. We teach that in, in Christian churches. They teach that stuff. Messianics, they teach that stuff. That if you have sinned and you turned away from God, but you turn back to God with all your heart and you recommit, God will accept you. This is what we teach. This is what we believe. And so you do return to God and you've been made new in this relationship with him once again. So for the Jew, 
it means be born again. For the Gentile, it means be born again. <laughs> be remade a new Jew if you're already Jew and be made a Jew if you're a Gentile. Amen. So, um, so back to, you know, I've gone through, you know, I, I committed to Torah. I believe in Torah, you know, and I keep the Sabbath and, and, you know, I've been, I've been immersed in all of that stuff and, oh, I'm already circumcised or whatever. Does that make me a Jew? Well, remember that the whole situation has to be supervised by a bait din. Three and a bait din is three observant Jews. So that is the official halakhic rabbinical process of conversion. And we already went over the fact that Yeshua said that we have to listen and obey the rulings of the scribes and the Pharisees. Right. So, yes, the halakhic uh, requirements and process mm -hmm. of conversion is legitimate and necessary and necessary. That's Go right. read if you didn't want if you didn't listen to the other episodes, just read it in Matthew 23 verses 1 through 3. He said that there that you know, we have to listen and do what they say. So, well we even covered in the steps of conversion in the last video, one of the steps was about the teaching and the education. For the education to take effect, your heart had to fully accept the full weight of Torah. You had to accept that. So let's think about this in Western theology. In a messianic community and in a Christian community, do we fully accept the weight of Torah? Do we fully accept the Old Testament? It, it, no, uh, we I don't do. fully accept. Do. I do. We don't <laughs> what I mean by we when I say this is not that us teaching this podcast right now or, or facilitating this, this podcast and sharing this information we have decided to accept the full weight of the Torah. Yes. We've, we've made that decision, yes. And we want to encourage others in the same path and and just acknowledge that we haven't. Because, for example, if, no, you that, eat, if you're willing to eat a ham sandwich for lunch tomorrow or if you're willing to eat a hamburger with cheese on it, that is not kosher eating. Right. Which is taught in the Torah. The Torah teaches kosher eating. Both written Torah and oral Torah teach kosher eating. The rabbis would teach kosher eating. So if you were being uh, going through a process of conversion and the overseer was your rabbi, the community, the synagogue that you're a part of, and that bait den were helping you and teaching you through the process, they would teach you about kosher eating, for example. And so if you still have ham and you celebrate Christmas, for example, and you have a Christmas ham, you are not observing Torah. And so that is or not Torah tree, observant frankly. living. Right. You right. have not fully accepted Torah. So when you're ready to fully and accept. And these are just small examples. Yes, you know, and it's yes. not And it's not mentioned in a way to condemn someone. No, no, These no, no, are no. just kind of obvious areas where it's like, you know. To help you understand you why you haven't completed And the you process. need the education right. to help you understand what is right. required, you know. And that, and that goes back to Acts 15. That's what. Yeshua's disciples, that's what Yaakov was referring to. Mm -hmm. He was saying, take on these four elements because you're going to go to the synagogue and get an education. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you know how I knew I wasn't Jewish after growing up in church and being baptized and following Jesus my whole life and believing that, hey, you know, I, I'm spiritually Israel. So 
coming into the information that that process was a conversion. I'm Jewish. You know what helped me really understand that I wasn't Jewish was really understanding that Yeshua is Jewish. And then learning what it meant to be Jewish. And the more I realized that Yeshua was following all those rules of Torah, all those rules of Judaism, and I don't follow any of those, which means I'm not following the Messiah properly. So in my intent, my intent is to follow the Messiah. My intent when I first came to faith in the Messiah was not to be Jewish. I did not know any better. But now, after taking the opportunity to learn and to get educated, then I make the decision it is appropriate to become Jewish, to fully be able to follow the Messiah in the way that I'm supposed to go, in the path right. that I should be on. Right. And so once you acknowledge that and you see in your life that you haven't been on that path, it, it would be a humble position to take, but well worth it and, and well worth the journey to be on. And then the next step would be you need Jews that can help lead you through the process right? because exactly. that's a requirement. How can right. someone lead you someplace that they haven't been themselves? Exactly. So a Christian pastor cannot teach me how to be Jewish. Right. So, so two of the things that also, you know, kind of were said was that the only way to be Jewish is to either be born Jewish or to marry a Jew. Well, one way to be Jewish is to be born Jewish. <laughs> that is one way. And, and we've already covered that but, just because you were born Jewish doesn't mean you have salvation. You still had to choose the way to the Torah for yourself. Even as a kid, when you're when you're a, kid, a Jewish kid, you have to choose to take on Torah for yourself. That's part of the bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah mm -hmm. um, ceremonies is that you become a son or a daughter of the covenant by taking on the obligation or the or the. Right. Yeah, to, to, to follow Torah for yourself. So now, now, this isn't a cruel thing, though. Honestly, honestly, if you're a 10 year old child and you are obeying mommy and daddy, that is the way to the Torah on you right there. Obeying your mother young, yeah. and your father. And you are fulfilling Torah by doing that. Right. And so. But but the, the statement that marrying a Jew makes you Jewish, I don't know if there's I, I've never seen any Jewish source that would validate that. Actually, the all of the Jewish sages that I've ever heard of, if someone married a Gentile spouse, and usually the references that I've seen is a, a Jewish man marrying a, a Gentile woman, the sages say that those women converted, which is, which is, a, was it, which is something which is a choice, you know? Um, well, on, on this topic and on this discussion, looking at the example of Ruth, Ruth is famous in Christian circles and in Jewish circles, both messianic jewish circles and and jewish circles that are that are orthodox and they don't believe in yeshua but in jewish circles that are orthodox and they do believe in yeshua in all these circles ruth is a famous convert to judaism right and she is a famous example of somebody who would commit themselves to the faith the point in bringing up ruth is to bring up the fact that you know, she wasn't automatically considered Jewish, that she had to make yeah. that declaration. Mm -hmm. She said, my God will be your God. That was committing to Torah right there. Mm -hmm. And so we have we have and then to she showed her faith by her actions. Right. She and, went to work in a field. <laughs> yeah, she she took care of she took, took care, care of, of Naomi. And so, mm -hmm. 
you know, we have to, we have to remember, you know, like the, the scripture is there for us and we need to go and we need to check and test these things that are being told, you know, everything that we're saying, go check it and test it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Don't take our word for mm-hmm. it. Go look it up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> you know, because this is your faith. This is your life. And, you know, don't walk around in, in blindness and in darkness, go search it out and pray about it. Don't, don't neglect praying about these things. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, I think we're good, and, and we've spent quite a bit of time on this. So um, this is Jenea. This is James. And we thank you for listening to this three-part series on uh, the Talmud, Rabbinical Judaism, and Conversion. Shalom. Shalom.